Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the MTG Goldfish Commander Clash podcast, episode 100. And today, we're doing some Lord of the Rings brewing. We're going to have a brew session where we come up with some decks uh, with uh, some of, some of I'm going to say, some of the best brewers uh, at MTG Goldfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, some of the best brewers on the internet. How about that, guys? Hey, uh, well, I'll take it. <laughs> join with me Isn't today. Even more of a title? Look on the internet. We we got we got the OG brewer, Saffron Olive, Master of Jank. How are you doing, Seth? I am doing. Uh, I'm doing well. This is right in my wheelhouse. I love brewing, so it should be a, kind of a unique podcast topic. But I'm excited for it because I do love building decks. We have Phil, whose name is literally Brewer's Kitchen. How can you go wrong with that, Phil? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, pretty good here. Uh, pretty sweet set. A lot of uh, same named cards. For some reason, a lot of Lego lasses and Aragons and whatever, but also a lot of very sweet cards. So I'm excited for this. All right, and we, we have an esteemed guest. We have a doctor of Lord of the Rings here. The Asian adventure, formal studies in Lord of the Rings. How are you doing? First off, all of that went out the window when I when I had to do spoiler season. Okay, I don't remember anything. <laughs> Second off. This 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 is uh, actually not a bad set so far. I mean, it sucks like from a blue player's perspective, but I but I've I've enjoyed it. Uh, I I didn't think I'd build a deck around Lord of the Rings because I didn't like Lord of the Rings, but they actually made me buy into the set. All right, and I'm Richard. I'm a fly on the wall here. I I will join in the brewing, uh, and we will get this underway. So before we go. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit, uh, the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So you can get rid of some cards to uh, buy Lord of the Rings. So this is the way to do it. They let you skip all the typing, time, and work associated with buy listing. You can use their curated service, which lets you send in as many cards as you want with buy list value $1 or more, and you'll pay just a 5% service fee. And you can use their sorted service where you sort your cards and pay only 2%. You get a detailed report and fast payment once your order is processed, and you can get 10% off by going to Card Conduit dot com slash mtg goldfish so thank you card conduit all right so let's get into the meat and potatoes so we're gonna brew decks so we're gonna brainstorm ideas uh we're gonna we're gonna kind of create the shape of the deck and then you know the viewers can kind of fill in the nuts and bolts like the the mana bases and the removal and whatnot but we'll also have an example deck list for you uh, at the end as well in case uh you don't want to do your homework and you're lazy uh so we're gonna start off with the the hard one okay and that is a Lord of the Rings trilogy deck where you encompass the whole trilogy in only 100 cards. Now, if you haven't looked at the set, there's like multiples of each character, right? So how do we even approach this? We, we, if we take all the cards from the set and put them in a deck, the deck is already too big. So how can we build a theme deck for Lord of the Rings? Who is our commander? I mean, Canada, the returned king. It, yeah. It's got to be. It's the returned king. It's like. It's like Aragorn, right? Aragorn like, looked, it's basically was the magic colors, version take this, of. But, yeah. The problem with, yeah. like, there's no. Well, there's Tom Bombadil or whatever, but there's not, like, sure. a, a good five color commander that is, like, doesn't have a big restriction on it in the Lord of the Rings set. If you want to encompass a whole trilogy. You got to be able to include black cards, right? Like probably the best option if you want to do like the good guy side of the Lord of the Rings is you can use one of the Argons. There's like four color Argon the Uniter. 
if you want to like leave out the Nazgul's and the bad guys and the Saurons and all the all that stuff, you could go that direction. But I think if you want to really encompass the whole thing, you got to have the bad guys too, right? Like you can't you can't how, just how do you leave tell them a story out. without <laughs> without the bad guys. So I then you need all five colors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, so colors. if you were to like start cutting, then you'd build a more focused deck. You could build like a, a fellowship deck or like a hobbit deck or or something like that, right? But if you kind of just want like one quintessential lord of the rings deck you gotta be five colors and you gotta have like you know saruman and stuff in it right i i have a question for you actually so kenrith is like the easy answer for flavor perspective but i think there's so many legendaries in this deck like if you look through the lord of the rings that almost all the characters you might even be legendaries any argument for like going with a stronger legendary theme commander like Joda or the Sisse that tutors out legends. Like you don't get to make the Aragon Kenrith like meme as your commander, but you would be able to like tutor out a bunch of Lord of the Rings. You'd see more Lord of the Rings cards overall with one of those five color commanders, I think. Yeah. I don't think the deck is going to be strong regardless. Just keep it flavorful and pick the, of all the, I, I, so I would just, Take uh, Kenrith, the returned king. I mean, you can't pass up on this reference as the commander and then choose every legend and just choose the one that's most fun when it's in play. Like, the deck isn't going to be cohesive anyways. Just make sure every card is as fun as it gets. And then some ramp, some removal. Just keep it keep I mean, it Kenrith simple. I don't think... Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenrith is a pretty Ken- strong Kenny's- card. So it's still it a good card, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Joda would be stronger if you play all legends, but... You could also sure. do Asika, Prismatic Bridge. Yep. Pretend it's, yeah, a, a, it's the drawbridge of the castle or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess it depends how strong you want your deck to be. Because the yeah. rest of the deck is going to look pretty janky. Because, okay, yes. what, what, what's the rest of the deck? The rest of the deck is one of each character, right? We, we you got to go on. There's that. not enough... I mean, I'm trying to actually count it up as we speak. I think even if you just take one of each primary character, that's going to be almost all the non-land slots in your deck. Like, I think just (laughs) they went so deep in this set and had so many characters. Like, I think there's like 35, 40 different uh, name characters and maybe even more. I haven't even made it through the whole list. We got to we got to play favorite. We got to cut them. Then We we just got to do the A tier. You do the fellowship. You do, like, maybe, like, one elf, one, you know, like, one dwarf, or like, one of each kingdom. Do you think yeah. this would, do you think this would be better as two decks? What if, because here's probably the best solution here. You make the Aragon, like, good side deck, and then you make, like, the, uh, like, Sauron or whatever bad side deck, and then you have more deck slots, and you can focus, like, evil cards in one, good cards in the other, and you end up, you can't sit down and play the whole trilogy, but you can actually fit way more characters in if you do good versus evil or whatever. Like, that's my I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather that, to be honest, because there's no way you can fit everything while also just, like, it would literally be lands in all the characters. What, like, what if you're just a casual Lord of the Rings fan? Yeah. Like, you don't want five Lord of the Rings decks. You want, like, one, because you got to build your Street Fighter deck and you got to build your Walking Dead deck or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, well, but what, uh, my, my meme answer is you have 100 cards and you ask people if they want director's cut. If they say yes, you like slap on like 200 more cards. Uh-oh. And you're like, all right. <laughs> like, would you that be opposed is... if someone walked up with a 300 card deck and you're like, it's Lord of the Rings trilogy? 
Every no. card is is just a Lord of the Rings character. I don't see why I would care, right? Because it's all. I, the same. It isn't it? Doesn't it downgrade your deck anyways? Unless <laughs> your opponent plays Mill. So yeah. Right? Oh, although, uh, what is the card called? Not Test of Talents. The year. 250, 200 cards and you win oh, the game. Battle of Wits. Battle of Wits, yeah. But, th- but I think if you're going to come in with a car- a deck that's above 100 cards, you're you're already like ruling out that you're doing anything but playing Lord of the Rings, right? So. <laughs> and if, if, if your opponents are like, nah, we, we can't accept this 200 card deck, you just cut the top third and that's your deck. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, like, you just literally <laughs> take a slice of your deck and you're like, here we go. So, okay. That's so what? not bad, actually. What if you just shuffle the 300 and then just take the top 100 every every time you sit down to play a game i mean that is in the spirit of commander right we always talk about how like we play it for variance or whatever do the right ratio so you have the exact right ratios so it should theoretically work out right it should theoretically work out couldn't you just separate it out and keep your mana base separate and then have a pile of (laughs) <laughs> the Lord of the Rings that's called, cards. It's called mana weaving, Seth. We don't do Well, that. no, but then you shuffle <laughs> after. Yeah, you shuffle after, in. yeah. You shuffle the stack of lands in. <laughs> Why do you need to do that, though? You you should have the right number of lands in that 300, right? Yeah, but... I mean, statistically, I it should just work. But Sometimes you're you're you might not fetch correctly. You might crack your fetch land and you like, fail to find. <laughs> yeah. There would be some weirdness there, yeah. That like, is, if you just don't have the right land. Just play yeah. enough triumphs that this will not... You, you're bound to find something. <laughs> I what if like you don't idea. hit the? What if you don't hit the one ring though? Then you play. Mm. It's in the rest of the pile, and you play Lord of the Rings it without make, the ring. It, does, it doesn't make it. an appearance until the second movie. So, like, oh, you know, I know. We're doing the Commander Clash podcast, but maybe what this actually should be is a cube. You need a Lord of the Rings cube. Ooh, Everything we're talking actually, about sounds uh, like. Yeah. Like a cube draft, and then you, yeah, like make the packs and like draft it. That would actually, I'm sure someone will actually yeah. do that, but that would actually be the sweet. set is made not draftable. Drafting. Right? Like it's not, it is, it is, no, it, no, is no, I mean, it is draftable. Not like 60 card draftable, not commander draftable, right? Oh no, it's not commander draftable. It's Baldur's a normal Gate. draft, yeah. It's all commander cards though, so I think we're fine. Okay. What about non Lord of the Rings cards? <laughs> if you want a well, functioning deck, what non Lord of the Rings cards are we going to throw in here after you put your favorite cultivate. Sorry. I mean, I mean, like, like, there's no way though. Hold on, it, it, I think your non Lord of the Rings cards has to still be on flavor, right? So, like, yeah, the the commander decks have reprints of Birds I of mean, Paradise and stuff. You can well, get it's like barely because 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 like example, there's some things that I, I I wanted to add to that is like a we talked about a little bit on the other podcast. It's like, what about the cards that bring in Monarch? Isn't Monarch just a better like? Tr- one true ring than literally the ring tempts you. <laughs> it is. It is. Right? And, and, it would be a more like, flavorful version, but instead of the crown, you just pass the ring yeah, around. Yeah, you, you get, oh, yeah. Like I feel like the, the crown is essentially the ring, right? That's yeah. the same thing. And it just feels more flavorful. But it doesn't way. corrupt you over time. It I don't just, know. I it mean, just it makes you stronger, cr- actually. It's a pretty good ring. Dumb things for this. Yeah, but you'll go out of your way. Like we we've seen what we we each have would have done for the monarch before in past commander yeah. games, and so isn't isn't one of the precons like monarch themed? Like isn't one of them? So I think you can like have the monarch and still play all Lord of the Rings themes card. I think the 
the precons are going to be essential, right? Like that lets yeah. you get because they printed all new art. You can build a whole mana base, all your ramp spells, okay. all your utility oh. spells. Those can all be Lord of the Lord of the Rings, quote unquote, even though they're like generic cards. And then you can also get the monarch from there because one of the themes is uh, is the monarchy. So if you get the Jeskai deck, I think it is, you can easily like get the monarch in play and have the best of both worlds. So that's the direction I would like. You got to build a functional deck, right? Like you're not going to have right. fun if you put. 60, 60 Lord of the Rings legends in your deck and play Kenrith as your commander in 40 lands, like, you are not going to enjoy that experience. You're going to have a much more fun if you put in, like, 35 legends and then the Soul Ring and the Arcane Signet and a couple of sweepers and some removal, and you can pull all that from the, the commander precons. Okay, well, I mean, that's good then. So, like, the main thing is, like, I, I just more so wanted to see if we could get the Monarch in the deck. Yeah, right? I, I, think I like the Monarch. The monarch. has to be... Yeah. The play pattern, the play pattern at the table is going to feel more like Lord of the Rings if the monarch's involved. What what if you just drop the one ring into play (laughs) immediately? Like, 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 oh, what what if, like, instead of getting the monarch, like, when, you know, it's, instead of getting the crown, you just get the one ring when you hit someone, you take the one ring. Wait, do the counters stay on there? That is scary. That's kind of nuts, actually. I don't know that, about that actually, one. That, that might be actually more fun. That's <laughs> a I mean, cool game. Like, if you have a cube where you draft this 300 Lord of the Rings pile and have the monarch is actually the ring rule, I think that's a, an evening well spent. It does seem insane if the counters stay on the ring and you can give it away to somebody and they draw seven cards. I mean, I mean yeah. Right, but it's, yeah. Isn't it kind of like Coveted Jewel, though? We have Coveted Jewel flying around, and that's three cards and three mana. So I feel like that if Coveted Jewel is fine, the ring passing around would be fine. But but Coveted Jewel doesn't start on the battlefield on turn one. That's Well, (laughs) neither does a Monarch. That would be so busted. That's like a Black Lotus that just stays on that person. Like, it's so hard to get it back in. Like, the One Ring would be so busted, though, if you just started with that. No way. Also... Something that I feel like that should be added into this deck for flavors. We meme about it all the time. Everybody talks about it when you talk about Lord of the Rings. And it's that the trees walk in the damn movie. And, like, I feel like because of that, I don't care what we do. Can we just add Sylvan Awakening? Like, Sylvan Awakening (laughs) needs to be in the deck, right? Come on! It makes sense. The trees walk, so why 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 wouldn't your real estate punch people? I mean, if you really you could just play Nissa for this, but uh, if you really <laughs> want to all your lands, right? If you really want to embrace yeah. the flavor, I think you have to play like winter orbs, like anything that just slows the game down to a crawl. You oh. want the rest oh. of your oh, opponents yeah. to feel yeah, like to they're sitting asleep. through twelve hours of walking on TV. So any of the sensei's divining top, and you take a really long time to like put your cards back. Anything like that, I think, is like super on flavor. Uh. Yeah, I don't get it. Did 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 you just watch the trilogy, Seth? And you don't like it? I watched it I had watched it a long time ago, but I just rewatched it. See okay, Phil, okay. you gotta you gotta weigh in on this. Because my other suggestion is Obsidat. If you look at the art on Obsidat. It's really the hero oh, of the Lord the, of the Rings the, movie. I, it lost army. me with the ghost people. Like, I made it through the whole movie, suspended my disbelief, and then out of nowhere, the ghost army, like, wins the war. That's that's what lost yeah, it, me. So in the weird. movie, it seems like a DSX Machina. I give you that. 
It does make sense with the books. I haven't read okay. the books, but I think there's like, and Aragon talks about it in the movies. There's like this contract, and they owe it to him. Apparently, sure, if you it watch, looks a little goofy. <laughs> apparently, if you watch the extended versions, it makes it makes a lot more. It's not as sudden, oh, yeah, like, may, out of the blue. You, so that's oh, yeah. what Twitch chat told me. Yeah. Like, you should watch the extended versions, and you, you should feel differently always about watch it. the extended cut. Yeah, <laughs> all in, maybe. Gotta spend the nine hours, <laughs> dude. Okay. No, I, I, my last yes. point is uh, if you buy all these cards, they're probably gonna be really expensive because I think like everyone wants their Gandalf and Saruman, you need and Saurons and whatnot. But you need there the are ring. uncommon versions of the cards, so you can build a budget Lord of the Rings deck by using the uncommon versions, or uh, I think you, most of them, right? The Fellowship, there's uncommon versions, right? There, there are a lot of uncommon versions. Actually, you know what I would do? Like, if you want to do this on a budget, I think you just buy all four precons for 150 bucks or whatever they're going for. I think you get pretty much all the main characters in the precon versions, and you get all the utility spells with the Lord of the Rings art. So I would, like, buy the precons, have that be the base of my deck, and then fill in with the uncommon. Like, if something's missing, snag the single from the main oh, set. But that, I think that's, that's, that's the direction that's I would expensive. go. If you want real budget, then you build Bridget and be like, this is Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, this yeah. random kid kid here is Samwise, right? And then see this see this dwarf? It's Gimli. Like, yeah, that, I, I would the, actually the Kirkland, just build, like, Kirkland magic brand. uncommon. <laughs> just say- <laughs> Just name the deck Kirkland, and then Kirkland. Like, 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 RC Cola, yeah, yeah. This is RC Cola. <laughs> Sunny Select. Buy four precons, one fifty. Mm. Wait, you don't have any extended seems... cuts you could buy with that set? Yeah, that, wait, 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 one fifty. That seems kind of cheap. Yeah, that... for all four of these decks, actually. I mean, I consider... is that seem... really all it costs for them? Last I looked, it was like one one fifty or two hundred. I think. I mean, I can double check it, but yeah. Like the Warhammer decks are like silly, right? They they were like already at pre order. They were about like sixty a piece, right? Uh, let me see. Okay, so you can get them right now on Amazon one ninety two for all four of them. So just under fifty bucks a piece for the precons. Okay. 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 We're going to test how much money Lord of the Rings fans have. <laughs> They're not used to this. They're like, I pay $2 to stream the movies on Amazon. <laughs> what is yeah. $600? You just got to open the, the One Ring, and then you can build all the Commander decks. That's true. Nah, you, you got to play them. If you build this deck, you got to play the right ring. You can't. Sorry. The One, you gotta, the one Ring? Two, you got to play the One of One. Gatekeep Lord of the Rings decks is not the serialized One It doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. No. There's many of those rings around. I don't consider that the true one ring. Okay. I I, I declare this deck finished. <laughs> We're just going to put all the legendaries in. Okay. We're going to use Kenrith because it's the it's the returned king. And Kenrith is actually a pretty decent card. And then we're going to use the cards from the pre-cons to round out our, yeah. our removal, our card draw. And then for Krim, we're going to have a Sylvan Awakening. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. Then so that Seth can complain <laughs> about ghost people, we'll have an Obsidat. Like, <laughs> Why is there an Obsidat here? I don't know. That's what Seth asked. <laughs> it's, yeah, that is it's exactly my take on the It's not even that absurd. I just don't understand why that's absurd to you. <laughs> like, uh, ghost people. All right. The ghost people. We, we, we got a spider deck coming up. We have, mm. a, we have a new commander. Seth, you just watched Lord of the Rings. How do you pronounce the spider's name? Uh, probably incorrectly, but Shelob? I'm going with Shelob. Is that, is that completely Shilob, incorrect? Oh, no, okay. Shelob is the child of what? 
just just Shelob. Just it's, it's like Shelob Cher or something. Yeah, Gal-Gal-Gal-Gal. only one. Yeah, a mononym or whatever they call it. Yeah, <laughs> Ungle, six, six Ungle, mana Golgari card. Okay, eight eight legendary creature spider demon. Death touch war two. Other spiders you control have death touch and war two. Whenever another creature dealt damage this turn by a spider you control dies, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a food artifact with pay two mana tap, sacrifice, gain two life. It loses all other card types. So, so people have been confused about this. You get the abilities of the creatures on the food. Yeah. They're just not creatures anymore. But if a, a Moldrifter dies to a spider, you get its ETB trigger. If a Dark Confidant dies, you have its static ability on you card. So keep that in mind as we're talking about that. The, they're not just food tokens. They're food tokens with the creature's abilities. All right. How do we build so, a spider deck to take advantage you- of this? And a, a Lord of the Rings spider deck. <laughs> so <laughs> where were the spiders in Lord deck? of the Rings? Someone remind me. I, that was it. So Harry it was Potter. near. It was near the end, like <laughs> right before Frodo, and then uh, Frodo gets to the ring. Gollum leads him into this like cave, and there's this huge spider that like tracks him down and almost kills him. And then Sam comes uh, back and saves him. I think You're like so. It's it's near the end of the third movie is when the when Shelob comes around. Making it Lord of the Rings flavored is going to be the the tricky part. Like, that's the hard part. Obviously, in a generic sense, Shelob wants spiders in your deck and wants ways to force combat, have those creatures, have your spiders deal damage to things so you get the food tokens. I'm not exactly sure how to make that Lords of the Ringy, though. Like, is there any ideas of how to actually make it feel more like Lord of the Rings? Or is just, like, Shelob eating everything and turning it into food, like, is that is that it? Is that yeah. the Lord of the Rings aspect of this card? I mean, you're playing Shelob, right? Like, that that's enough, right? Like, that's yeah. do, do what a Shelob would do in the world of Lord of the Rings, and that makes it happy, right? So by that standard, you can probably just force some combat. I, I think you want to double your tokens, right? Can't, doesn't Parallel Lives, doesn't that card work yes. with this deck? Yeah. So why, So jam Parallel Lives, and then the, I think you kind of have to be a token deck anyways, because your commander is like a lot of mana. So Isn't it I, like I, five mana? It's six. It's six. It, oh, six. So wouldn't you want like Cryptolith Rites? This way you get a bunch of tokens, like you make a bunch of little creatures, you can ramp out your creature... And since you're kind of already making a bunch of tokens, throw in the parallel lives on top of that. So can you make it like Golgari spidery tokens? So the I mean, awkward part about Golgari spiders, right? You can take an Ishkana. And spiders typically go wide with tokens. Like right. they make lots of one two spiders and their payoff is like you have a lot of spiders. Thantis so, is to, Ishkana, that though. forces combat. Uh, to, but you could take your Golgari part of your Thantus deck as well. <laughs> to make it more Lords of the Ringy, maybe you just play Shelob and you don't actually play a bunch of other spiders. Maybe you're like almost this weird Voltron deck or like, oh, what's the what's the mono green like Hydra fight thing that Tomer always plays on $50 budget week and crushes and with? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, Gol- Gol- Golgaros or something. So whatever the six Gor- drop Gor- Hydra. Oh, go- oh, yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. Like play it like that because in the movie, it wasn't like there was some huge swarm of spiders. It was like just this huge Shelob that was like eating everything, turning everything into food. So maybe you just like focus on play Shelob, protect Shelob, force people to attack into Shelob, force people to block Shelob, use flight spells on Shelob. Maybe that's like the most flavorful way to build it. That would be like the exact opposite of what Crib was saying. But 
uh, flavor-wise, it might be more of a win. I wonder, like, because my concern would be, couldn't you just, like, take an Ishkana deck and almost, like, wouldn't you play all the same creatures as Ishkana? Yeah, so, not, like, you could just do that, right? You could just reskin it to where now you could throw in some more lures so, and yeah. When Shilop got spoiled, <clears throat> I asked Twitter for input, and so the first thing I thought about, which is not the best one, is spinning Weir Kick, which is XX green green, and target creature deals combat damage equal to its power to X target creatures. Doesn't really matter, but it's just eight power and death touch. It should be enough. It is very expensive though. Editor Nier took uh, with Raw of Challenge, three mana, all creatures able to block target creature do so this turn, and it gains indestructible. Mm -hmm. uh, that would give you food of every blocking creature your opponent controls. And another. Uh, there's some uh, more spells like Cites and Tactics. Everything yes. gets tap, fight target creature. Better with more spiders. Uh, the best suggestion was Conspiracy or Maskwood Nexus, and then play uh, Azuri's Predation. So every every one of these beasts is a spider, and it kills the... Because Shilop gets, <laughs> gives the spiders death touch, so everything dies, and you get the tokens. Very complicated, but by I, God... I got a better combo for you. Thornbite Staff is a two-mana equipment. Yes. You pay four to equip. It turns your creature into a pinger that costs oh, two mana. Easy, yeah. And then when a creature is put into the graveyard from play, untap this creature. And then Shilov has death touch, so that ping will kill anything. So for six mana, you you stick this on and you just go to town and like start yeah, wrecking true. everything. <laughs> um, I I think my favorite is Mutavault Noxious Field. Like Mutavault's a land that's all creature type, so it is a spider when you turn it on. In Noxious Field, enchants a land, and it can tap to deal one damage to everything. So you just tap it and like wrap the entire board, get food tokens of everything. So that's like as far as combos go, I think that's my my favorite way to go. Also, like Spider Fox, ridiculous. I didn't realize that card's seventy seventy dollars apparently. Ar but <laughs> if you're yeah, if you're if you're a baller, uh, yeah, and have seventy bucks to spend on a fog <laughs> it is very good in the deck i mean that a, actually makes fog. it enough of a unique deck that it's not just <clears throat> a spider deck right all these combos together should probably yeah. be is, enough is, to make is, it is there a way to donate cards in Golgari? like can i play a hobbit and give it to someone and then eat it there There's technically the faithful, faithful, faithful handoff hand yeah so there is yeah. a way yeah <laughs> I feel like I need to eat a hobbit. <laughs> need this. To, to, to really, to really get. But she never eats Frodo. <laughs> That's that would be a lot of work to actually donate a donate a hobbit to your opponent. It would be flavorful though. Actually, what happens if you get like, uh, uh, like what are there like bad cards to like kill or get a copy of, like a, a lich or something? Like I wonder if there's Ooh. like. A donate deck with yeah. Like, I mean, if you like kill a killing your opponent's this. page, yeah. That's what yeah. So if you kill your That'd opponent's page, you die, right? <laughs> is that is that what's happening? Hmm. I mean, but kill how your own. Gonna... What's the druid with minus one minus one counter? The combo piece. Devout druid. Uh, yeah, uh, devoted druid. If you or kill yeah. this, you have infinite mana. The thing As is, usual, uh, it's not you hard can't to really go infinite with this. You can't really combo around it though right i mean i guess so if you want to 
some of those things, it, it doesn't say when a creature your opponent's control dies. So I guess you could play Devoted Druid in your deck and kill it with one of your own spiders, like fight your own thing to get a <laughs> to get a copy of it and try to combo off. Like, I guess that would be the other way I to mean, go. A food token is a lot harder to remove than a creature. So what if you just play Aristocrats or something and like, try to, how can you do this? You ping your own, you use your spiders to ping your own creatures? And then you just Basically. Have a bunch of... Can you turn a pestilence into a spider? <laughs> and then and you kind of have this because with it lens. turns your stuff into artifacts. So then, yep. like, you might be able to do a, a new combo or something now that you have like these artifact tokens. I mean, is there is there a reverse option? Like when it comes to like uh, uh, the arc, whatever the architect or archetype. That give takes away flying. Can you give your opponents flying? Because if so, you have like Silk Flash Spider, right? So oh, yeah. if you can give them flying, then you just blow everything up with with Silk Flash. Mm, that would that would be sweet. I don't know how to give all your opponents stuff flying in Golgari though. Yeah, that, we'll have to look. Yeah, if I, there's I a way to do it. If there is, that's though, that's probably less likely. A Chroma's Memorial or something, or a monument. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess pretty. You, if you hmm, if you just want to go like generic, any like artifact synergy stuff is good. Like Richard was like Marionette Master, the the fabricate thing that when an artifact oh, goes to the graveyard, yeah, yeah. you drain for a bunch. Like anything like that would be would be a way to like power up the deck. Like on top of just doubling the tokens, which is kind of cool. Hmm. That yeah, I mean yeah, you could definitely go like, but then I feel like even even with just the tokens and the doubling of tokens. I still feel like I want to stay in the realm of spiders. And that doesn't feel spidery enough yet. Yeah. Okay. Here's the real spiders. question. How do you represent the food artifacts? <laughs> oh, right. Mm. Well, what if you just bring mm. toilet paper and then you wrap your opponent's yeah. card in toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> Make a little cocoon for it. Uh, you use you an just... altar sleeve that's like a, like a web down like altar web, sleeve. Yeah. If you've yeah. still got your Halloween decorations laying around, you can bring out the fake cobwebs <laughs> that'll just get all over the place and just line your board with it. Oh, how about like you know you know like little kids toys that have like little Spider Man stickers, but it shoots like a little web yeah. out. Like you stick it yeah. on like a sleeve, and then you throw that sleeve over <laughs> whatever you. What about a literal use. web shooter though, Richard? You like you know the just, toy just, web just bring shooter? silly string. You're like yeah, oh nice silly string serialized. Let me just spray yeah. it down. Yes, <laughs> the whip. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's token copies, so technically yeah. the token can be just go in Photoshop or whatever and make a food copy token. Uh, yeah. But it has to that be art the, of the original one, Phil. You're gonna have a little laptop on the side. <laughs> if you so in the on the off chance that you hit a creature with embalm, you can actually get a wrapped token of the creature. <laughs> uh, otherwise, you're out of luck. I think there are copy tokens and there are food tokens. Just <laughs> I I don't know. It is funny. Maybe uh, combine it with a altar, like with these things where you can draw on it, and then so, you can draw a little picture. It might get a little tedious though if you blow up the entire board, and then you have to draw like twelve creature token so, foods. Apparently, for for the low low price of uh, thirty thirty, I don't even know what. Uh, euros i think it might be euros 30 euros you can buy cobweb spray which is just like they use it for movies apparently to like make yeah. cobwebs so you just just get the cobweb spray and go that direction that's the way to go 
And then How when mad you would your someone opponents with your be? Deck, you just spray them all down. Yes, yeah, <laughs> wrap them up. You're dead. Just spray them down in webs. Be like, yep. yep. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. I think a, we got a plan. We got a plan for Sheila. We got a plan. We got a plan. All right. We got. We got. We got another deck. Smeagol, helpful oh, guide. Yeah. Golgari, three mana, four two, halfling horror. It's a legendary, of course. At the beginning of your end step, if a creature died under your control this turn, the ring tempts you. Whenever the ring tempts you, target opponent reveals a card from the top of the library until they reveal a land card. Put that card onto the battlefield tapped under your control and the rest into their graveyard. So, uh, I really want to build this deck. And, you know, like, I'm not even going to try to be flavorful uh, because I, I just want it, I want it for the mill aspect. So, <laughs> yes... Krim, how many colors can you build mill in? And the answer is yes. Uh, I I want... Uh, this is kind of cool, right? Because this could be like aristocrats, but instead of draining, you mill. So like, I and then on top of that, you can play cards like... I, I Sort of body in mind is great, obviously. Because uh, you're going to connect. You're going to mill people. You want to play Realm Breaker, the, the whatever, the artifact Realm Breaker. The one that mills mm-hmm, three mm-hmm. off an opponent's library and you get a land. This is huge. Then you get to like play uh, Alter the Brood, and uh, then one ring to rule them all. The new saga. There's so many mill at, like cards that just came out that I didn't even know about. But it's of course kind of more so in like Golgari. <coughs> so Golgari Mill is the deck I want to kind of try to build and have it be aristocratic. But instead of drains, I just mill you. Hmm. Is there enough so- Golgari Mill cards to build an entire commander deck? There's enough artifacts, artifacts to where you definitely can make it so, right? And so you would have the artifacts, you would have the creatures to go with it, so that's uh, to, like, kind of sack a creature, so you'd probably play, like, Woe Striders and, and stuff like that. I, I think you could also have a backup plan of just being a straight-up sack deck, right? Because you could play Braids Arisen Nightmare, you just start sacking your creatures, and people Ooh, don't Braids, sack. Oh, uh, Braids doesn't work, I think. What? Uh, doesn't Golem trigger on the end st- I don't know if it works, but it sounds like both trigger on the Can't end you... step, and maybe Golem doesn't trigger if you didn't say. So I thought Can't about the... Can you stack it, though? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if Golem's trigger goes on the stack. I don't have the card here. So I thought about how to trigger Golem's first ability, and the cards that came to mind were Jadar, good, good color of Nefalia, to get a Decayed Zombie yep. every turn, swing for yep. this. Then Awakening Zone and From Beyond to get Eldrazi's Scions. Right, uh, Because right. as it is still a mill deck, and I think you can't spend two copy cards like Bow Strider and a Sacrificable Creature. So you pretty much have to trigger the first ability with one card, so you still have room for the mill cards. And right. for the Landfall, I guess. So I think the deck actually needs a lot of moving parts. It is pretty cool, though. Like... Golgari Mill is sweet. There's this new seven drop spell that that people. How? Why am I forgetting all the la- names today? Something breach oh. the multiverse. Oh, breach the multiverse. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Standard all stuff. I mean that mills. It also does a lot of I... other stuff, and it's pretty good. And you should probably play it in this deck. But it also mills. <laughs> I, I don't know I if you ever you... mill somebody to death, honestly, with the golem. But it seems sweet, and you'll have hella mana. Just I, don't kill your opponents before. Yeah, the problem is whoever you kill, like their lands <laughs> yeah. go once you mill them out. Yeah. I 
I think you guys are looking at this completely backwards. I think you're actually should build a much more Lord of the Rings heavy version of this. Because uh, Smeagol or Gollum was like, he was all about the, the ring tempted him probably more than anyone else in those movies. He was like <laughs> literally driven insane. If you read Smeagol, the aristocrat plan is fine, but it only triggers once and only on your turn. So you're getting one activation yeah. a turn from aristocrats. You know what would actually speed it up? Because the uh, the ramping milling thing triggers whenever the mil uh, the ring tempts you. What speeds it up is just playing a ton of ring tempts you cards. Like you can be casting oh, yeah. three or four or five or six of those a turn. I actually wanted to build a Nazgul stack, and I think Smeagol might be the perfect Nazgul commander because uh, you can play nine of them. Each one ETBs the ring tempts you. So I think that's actually the most realistic way obviously you still play the breach of the multiverse you can still have the aristocrats sub theme to make sure you're getting that one free activation each turn but i would load up on every ring tempt you card in my colors like that would be my primary plan i think is like really focus on just like being tempted as much as possible because like you said smeagol's gonna give you all the mana you need to keep casting these cards and just almost like try to storm off if that makes sense and cast like a yeah, ton of ring yeah. tempt you cards and mill someone out I mean, one ring to rule them all, as I mentioned, is going to bring the tempting. Right? There's going to be tempting cards in this deck for sure, <clears throat> but there's only so many, right? Yeah. So after you get past the temps, I also think that you, like, some of the tempt cards just aren't good enough. Like, I'm not going to play the murder tempt card, right? Right? I probably okay, there, there's, there's 19 I probably would. temp cards. There's 19 temp cards, and Nazgul, you can have nine of them. So what you can go up to 20 eight but that's only 28 lands out of someone's deck if they're playing 37 say they've very played like maybe eight they're still not dead and you got two yeah, other people to kill something to say <laughs> i mean they're gonna they're also gonna draw some so you gotta you'd have to be able to reuse them i actually think what about this is there a way we can do a full-on smeagol combo with golem patient plotter uh, two mana, three one. When it leaves the battlefield, the ring tempts you, and then you pay a black sack a creature, return it from your graveyard to your hand. Is there a way that we can like sacrifice that yeah. to whatever, reduce its cost, get it back, and just like infinitely be tempted by the ring? It would probably like how could we set that up? There's got to be a way. It's probably super janky. Yeah, so like Phyrex yeah, uh, and Alta and like Pitiless Plunderer and stuff. Yeah, like those shenanigans, yeah. and just go like yeah, something that makes a token when a creature dies, so you have something to uh, sack fodder, and then you sack it to it's the altar to get the mana. Combo, but it's so it's like three mana here, so you can reduce it. You can <laughs> oh, reduce horrible, the cost but... of Golem down to one, but then it's still black black, and then you can get mana on a sack, but then you still need one more back black. So if you could have pitiless plunder makes a treasure, yeah, Phyrexian right. altar a makes a black mana, so that's two medallion. black. A jet medallion to reduce the cost. Like, so there is a way that you can set up infinite, I think. It's obviously super janky and like a five card combo, but it'd probably I, I be worth it. Even. Both of these I, cards I are great in the deck, though. Like, yeah. you're not playing these cards, just. Ooh. Tanner Monicon, self mill, living death. You just living okay. death like nine Nazgul's okay. onto the battlefield with Yeah. Yes. Do you really want to play living death in the medics? So hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your it doesn't matter. The best they're for this. They bring all the creatures die. back, but they're milled out. Like you. Ah, uh, we don't know that, right? Like, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You use another black reanimation, like uh, Kindred. What, what yeah. is it? What is the, Rise of the Dark Realm. Rise Kindred of the Dark Discovery, Realms. whatever, yeah. Kindred Discovery, Rise of the Dark Realm. Well, Rise of the Dark Realm actually works because you're milling people too. But oh, yeah. you you basically just put all the ring temps you cards into your graveyard, and then you just one-shot reanimate it and kill the whole table at once. 
and Smeagol is going to be ramping you, so you actually have the mana to cast Rise of the Dark Realms. So you do the incidental, like, that's get true. a few ring temps you to ramp into the Rise of the Dark Realms, and then that's, like, the finisher. That's your, like, crater hoof, kind of. I like yeah, it. Yeah, actually get a lot of yeah. mana with this. Like, I don't think you can underestimate ramping every turn. Like, that seems like it can get out of hand pretty quickly. Which, which I mean, maybe wonder, multiple times. you play, times. like, Strionic yeah. Resonator, right? Mm, or is yeah. it... And then copy that ability. Oh, get greedy! Get yeah, yo, like you could. You get tempted twice in a turn. I like this. Right? I, I, I like the combo kill because if you kill people one by one, you lose their lands. Yep. <laughs> so, like, every person yeah, you kill, yeah. you get like weaker, and like that's no good. Right. <laughs> you actually need to like build out everyone in the same go to actually. Keep and all your lands. I mean, yeah, yeah, and it also helps get around the downside of like filling your opponent's graveyards like there's a risk if you were just doing it the fair way that someone else will have the living death or something and be like oh thank you like i ran uh, they have the rise of the dark realm so if you do it all at once you avoid that too i don't know is there a da- I, I don't think you're fine you're fine you're fine i know but you want like- a game you want a game of commander with with your sword crim so i can't say anything no, this week but you only get one week off of me not making fun of sword and then i'm, I'm back at it <laughs> you get a one week I mean- reprieve <laughs> <laughs> Alter of the Brood exists, right? It's true. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So Alter of the Brood exists. So there's your mill. Like that's a combo, right? Yeah. This card probably combos more. This whole deck could probably combo in fifty different ways. All I care about is like how do you mill? How do you get to the like live long enough to the mill? And you know what is it? Alter of Dementia. Assuming that you get like your Smeagol vapors. vapors. Do you? The real question is vapors. Some people kept. And then you play Constant Mist and you loop. <laughs> you use four frogs so no one can kill you. And yes. then you just very yeah. slowly build them out by tempting. If, and then Alter you, the Bridge just slowly mills them on their way do you talk? Wait, do you talk in the Smeagol voice, though, as you play the deck? That's a real question. You gotta, you gotta go full on character, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You gotta do the hunch and lean yeah. in and everything. And just, like, get extreme. Like, my eye twitches when the yeah. ring tempts me. Wait, I, 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 mean? I don't understand why it's Smeagol, though. He's already turned into Gollum. Like, if you look at the art, he's already Gollum, though. This is still True. Sp- yeah. Should Smeagol be like a hobbit? <laughs> like not, not. I mean, this yeah. is already Gollum he's, in the art here. He's, he's not full Gollum yet, you know. <laughs> he's got hair. Didn't he look like that well, pretty much through all the movies? Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Kinda... He's already. It should be like a normal, like a one-one upstanding citizen hobbit, <laughs> like a normal person <laughs> at, at, at Smeagol levels. But I think that he actually looked kind of weird as a hobbit as well he kind of looked kind of scuffed already but <laughs> yeah I, I remember that uh okay speaking of hobbits uh we have oh, yeah. bilbo yes let me pull up the so, right bilbo because there's lots of bilbos okay so i got it abzan. right here <laughs> abzan three mana two three it's a halfling rogue legendary of course if you would gain life you gain that much life plus one instead five mana uh, including abs and colors, tap, exile Bilbo, search your library for any number of creature cards, put them into the battlefield, then shuffle, activate only if you have 111 life or more. <laughs> one, one, one. Was that, that, that was the birthday party at the beginning of yes. the book, right? He's one, one, one. Yes, it's such yeah. a flavor win. So Bilbo is 111 life in the first act of the movie or f- celebrates his birthday. And yeah, you can build Bilbo's birthday bash the deck and just have all the all the guests are pretty much creatures that ETB or leaves the battlefield or dies, whatever, trigger 
gain life and then you it's almost too straightforward but it seems pretty funny because the payoff is so funny what's so, the payoff okay let's say let's say you i mean the payoff get to is activating life how do you win the game by activating bilbo so you can go woe strider and um like sacrifice outlet and plot artists that is pretty easy if somebody has a yashan or something something that prevents you from doing this um you can wait, have wait. wait how does that like that's that's just one with blood artists you just drain the table also but how do you loop it are you just have your library for any number of creatures so you just have enough creature creatures cards. that you oh, sack oh, you, oh, you have enough creatures but you actually have to, you have to have like 40 creatures or something to like drain the table right i mean but one of those creatures can be like in avengers and car that makes 10 creatures or like so yeah yeah i think if you put okay yeah, that so is the easy part. I didn't you just sack them with the sack outlet with the yeah. blood artist. That is what we're saying. You can also play stuff like Triskelion and Mikaos just to be sure. To because if somebody has stacks pieces, they have hexproof or something. A blood artist doesn't work. You gotta be sure that if you get to activate it, you actually win. Okay, uh, also, you have to make sure. What, you can... can I can I win with only Lord of the Ring? What, if I just take all the hobbits and chuck them <laughs> on the battlefield, can I win? In some way, uh, probably <laughs> you... yes. Honestly, like if one of the cro- uh, hobbits is a crater of behemoth, maybe <laughs> you, it's the honorary guest crater of behemoth. <laughs> <laughs> you need you need haste, right? If you're gonna win by attacking, you need a way to give your team. Yeah, haste. you need massive. So for Bilbo, he actually needs haste as well because people, are, the passive is kind of cool, but people are gonna get really scared of him as soon as he gets close to 111 so you need to play thousand year elixir lightning griefs swift foot boots and stuff griffs uh, boots and i mean it's gotta have hex proof as well like as funny as the card looks i think it gets really scary like saying i don't know unless there's richard who thinks that you don't win the game if you put all the creatures from your deck onto the battlefield I'm pretty sure the card I mean, is very if your scary your answer is crater hoof and Seth is looping spore frogs then you don't <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean that's why scary Gosh. one of your one of your hobbits Stacks is a, a questing Seth. a questing beast an honorary hobbit <laughs> questing beast oh, to prevent the spore yeah. frog <laughs> yeah so the I, problem is you can't really build this around Lord of the Rings because then you're Bilbo doesn't gain life you need the soul sister aspect of the deck unless you no. You just gotta, you just gotta crack you a lot of food, Phil. You just gotta crack yeah, a just, lot of food. Come on, Bilbo's will reprint. Oh, it's uh, four. Man, what did you crack? Can you crack enough food? food? I mean, that would four be. Life I mean, with his, you'd I have mean, to be super some hungry. Where you can make infinite food and then crack them for yes. free. Something like I don't that? know how to crack them for free. That's the that would be the hard part. That would be on flavor because there's the hobbits. There's the hobbits yeah, and food deck, insane. and it's the feast at the party. So if you can actually make infinite food and crack them, and then invite the rest of the guests, I mean, you can what? crack, you can sacrifice infinite fruit for free with Peregrine Took and infinite food, but it doesn't gain you life. What uh, about what about trying to like gain life in other ways? Like, I'm actually like a little skeptical that the Soul Sister, as, as much as I love Soul Sisters, I'm a little skeptical <laughs> that the table is going to let you Soul Sister up to 111. Uh, it's just so so obvious. Like, aren't people going to see that coming? And once you get to like 60 or 70, they're going to be like, hmm, we better start attacking Phil because this is going to go wrong. <laughs> yeah. What if instead well, of like trying to do it slowly, you just like 
do it all at once with like life total doublers. There's like Boon Reflection, oh, Rock's yeah. Faith Mender, Hammerite's Archive, like you gain twice as much life. And then like Beacon of Immortality doubles your life total. Celestial Mantle, when the creature attacks, doubles your life total. I feel like if you can stay at 40, get a doubler, and then have a double your life total thing, wouldn't you just go up to like 120 right away and just like be able to do it without all these extra steps in Soul Sisters? I. True, you solstice is a. I mean, you, it sounds cool, but I don't think like you usually don't play life doublers, right? They don't do well, anything. I also usually don't try to get to 111 lives. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then you still need. So then you just play. So then you just play like two or three combos creatures to finish with Bilbo. Like otherwise, if you play the solstice and veto or something. It's like two, three cards mm. gain infinite life, and then build. Yeah, you can that. play Heliod combo, for example. Does it, but does it also, <laughs> haven't you quote unquote won already? Though, if you've gained infinite life, yeah, that's I really think the problem. Build? If you, yeah, yeah, you can play stuff like no. Veto Commander and damage. all the infinite. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, you can you play. Can, oh, what's what's the artifact what? where it's like the storm artifact? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, ether flux reservoir. Ether flux reservoir. Yeah. But by the time you gain 111 life, you can sure. probably just use it to shoot people <laughs> so they die instead yeah. of activating Bilbo. But you can what also about... Creature Storm to do it. Is it. Does it cheapen the win if you just play something like Felidar Sovereign and Angel of Destiny? <laughs> I don't think it, like, because, like, you are trying to get to yeah. 111 points of and plus, but, like, having a plan can... B or C is Honestly, not bad. Yeah, so you can activate Bilbo at the end of your opponent's turn and get the Felida Sovereign. So you go around right. the... Un- I mean, that's a good plan B. I would probably play this. It is pretty boring if you just win with the Felida Sovereign. Is it, though? That's, that's pretty funny if you win with a Felida Sovereign, dude. Or an Angel uh, of I Destiny. You ever go Angel is crazy, yeah. Angel I, of Destiny just starts beating people down and all of a sudden now, like, you're... You're, you're not just winning because you're at a plus life. You're hitting people. <laughs> they, you're hitting people. They did so, print. Is, is there a way uh, to do this that's not win more? Can you? The no. whole deck is a <laughs> win more. So. Yeah, <laughs> is. Is, there, is there any world? Like, is there any way to finagle this? Like, no, the cop says, you have one, one, one or more life. The whole deck yeah, is and that kind of implies more. the win more. But I don't yeah. think you get around to this. Yeah, yeah I think there's something that gives gain you one hundred eleven life. A lot of stuff wins. Ooh. Like delusions like, like, uh, of mediocrity. Like or something whatever. that yeah. like doubles your life until end of turn or something. And therefore, like it's not really a win, but you can turn it into a win. I don't think there's anything like that in magic. Is there any temporary life gain effect? I don't think that's something that exists in the game. Like temporary outside of like delusions of mediocrity, some of those old enchantments that are like gain twenty when it leaves the battlefield, lose twenty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 the thing that Tover always plays with (laughs) Zedru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, More than twenty. We need a hundred and (laughs) eleven. Yeah, that's that's the closest I can get. Hmm. What about not trying? Like, I know, like the cool thing is to to activate it, but. What if you just win taking advantage of the fact that it gains you more life? Like, they printed Sanguine Bond in the Commander Precon, so there's a Lord of the Rings version, and that's, like, whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. What if you just kind of, like, once out of every 20 games or something, I might actually activate it, but mostly I'm just, like, gaining life and cracking food and sort of, like, burning me out of the game. Like, maybe that? Maybe that would be the most, like, least win more way to do it? 
Like all your soul sisters gained two instead of one. Like that's, yeah, that's kind of sweet. Why are you even trying to think about it not being a one more? This deck should do everything yeah. excessive. It's... Everything yeah. about this deck should be extra. Everything in this deck, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. It's, it's such an extra life total that it's like, dude, yeah, yeah. This is win more dot deck, right? So, so run it, run them all. Have a few plan Bs and Cs because you're you're. Because your your win is gonna come like, and everyone's gonna see it, right? Oh, Phil's above like hundred life. We gotta start hitting him. Well, you know, you oh. got. This is why again, stand by Angel of Destiny. Because now <laughs> you're the aggressor. Yo, oh, oh, oh. So okay. Uh, the in the precon, one of the one of the commanders is Sam Loyal Attendant. Its ability is activated abilities on food you control cost one less to cast or one less to activate. So that makes oh, sure it doesn't one, say it doesn't say cannot be reduced reduced oh, to below one or whatever. Boy. So if you can make a copy of that, which there are ways to copy legends now and keep them on the battlefield, then your oh, food cracking kinda... would be free, right? Like then your food cracking would you might have to play mirror box or something. Like you, yeah, there's not oh, great sure. ways in the, in black and Abzan, <laughs> but if you can get two Sams, then your food cracking's free, and then you just make as much food as possible and crack it all for free and win that way. Isn't there a training grounds effect that you could do in these colors already on top of that? The training, training grounds doesn't go blue, down below one. All, I think oh. all the other zero. versions say, yeah, cannot reduce uh, below one or whatever. So how do you clone in, in Abzan? <sighs> and so, so at this point, you go Abzan food, right? So then you put the, the oven in there. You could put cat in there. You could do like, because you're still Abzan... Yeah, you, and I mean, you there's use a the spider. You use the spider. <laughs> yeah, turn Sam into a food. Yes, we you, did it. We and then you reanimate it. Sam, and then you get to go. Actually, no that that actually would work, wouldn't it? If you yeah, had a food would. version of it and then a normal version. Yes. Or wait, would the food be legendary? It, it's still legendary, I think. Oh, no, right. Wait, it does. It does remove all other type. All but other types. Does it remove? I just want you to think about that. Like, You'd have to mirror like, box. So, uh, mirror just box, then. mirror box. Yeah, that would mirror do box it. Would just say legendary claws. Bilbo you say with the giant evil spider that eats hobbits. <laughs> like you know, like I'm. I'm that's an old, that's a party. You just conveniently expect. sacrifice your friend Sam until he comes back as a food token, and oh, then you revive him. Helm of the host. Helm of the host. Oh, does hell it. Of super the host, easy. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that's super easy. <laughs> that's notoriously yeah, easy to put on your creature. By the way, yeah. you're saying, oh, if you go to 111 alive, people are not gonna let you untap with it. But sure, put a helm on the host on the Sam. They <laughs> create yeah, people be, food. People be fine with that. <laughs> they might let you people do it. Just to look curious, like what's going on. But if you're just soul sisters, like I've seen this before, let's kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Soul Sisters inherently prevents people from killing you. Like, yeah, you don't even true. need to play, uh, like, tax effects for attack or something. If you want to gain 111 life, that's actually the easy part. I think the hard part is to untap with Bilbo. That's why you need a lot of mana and, like, thousand-year elixir and stuff. It is I nice that it's only five to activate when we've seen like yes world tree and stuff like that's usually like 10 11 so it is like a discount if you can get to 111 i mean i, I would disrespect <laughs> it if you're at like 20 life and you cast a billable i would be like oh i got a sword this like i, I would just disrespect it so you just then turn around infinite food 
get the sand, reanimate the sand and pop yeah. off. You got it. Got him. Got no him. one will like, see it coming. Swords to plow shares on your own creature is the tech, dude. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that, that's so awesome. you yeah, create creature? an infinitely large creature and yeah. swords it. Yeah. Boy, there we go. Is, You're what, already win the, more, dude. What, do what, what's the biggest creature? Is, like yeah. a Yargle? Like 18 power or whatever? No, like, I mean, <laughs> just literally, instead, instead of winning the game, use the Heliod combo, make a really big spurry. <laughs> but then oak. you just play the Heliod deck. Who cares about yeah, that? But do it again, and then you go up even more life. I mean, you know, there's X, in X green, white, so... Yeah, you, you can. I actually, so I'm not on Commander Clash anymore, but this is actually the deck I would want to try the most. It it seems actually very strong. Like if you want to go the combo way, you can veto and exquisite plots, uh, make it so life gain becomes dangerous. And You're definitely closing out if you add those cards in. Like I, that, that's gonna. Yeah, it seems actually is pretty solid. <clears throat> and saying make it not win more, it's like the card that says hey, if you control twenty creatures, you win the game. <laughs> this one says if you have one hundred eleven <laughs> life, like you gotta. What, what you need is just lifelink and like a big combat, but enough like you only kill one person, so you have like a really big. Yeah, I'm creature. sorry, I'm not gonna attack. Yeah. No, <laughs> not gonna and then happen. you lifelink your way to one eleven, and then you do this. I, I want to see a fair billboard. Someone give me yeah. a fair. Bilbo deck. But then you still need to win with a combo with if you get everything. Especially after combat. Then you can't even get no, the... Then you just have all your creatures. Hope you untap. You cross your fingers and hope a wrath is it coming. You know, you could do this in modern. It technically exists in modern. <laughs> oh, wait. No, this is... The odds, this is a commander pre-con card, right? So oh, I don't think this oh, one is actually it. modern legal. So. Oh, it is. It is a pre-con card. Oh, commander... <laughs> This would have broken modern wide open, totally. Oh, Can you Soul play this sisters. in historic? Are the commander cards coming to arena or only the... I hope so. I don't know Please. if that's been confirmed, but yeah, yes. historic Soul Sisters. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's a commander in historic brawl. Oh, oh yeah. we got all the pieces. Upcoming Phil video, yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Not we have another <laughs> hobbit. Frodo, Sauron's Bane. It's a single white. A legendary creature, halfling citizen, one, two... You can pay two Orzhov hybrid colors, so two mana, uh, and it levels up to a 2-3 lifelinker, and you can pay three black, and if it was uh, the previous level, it gains whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. If the ring has tempted you four or more times this game, uh, otherwise the ring tempts you. So you tempt four times... You you've sunk uh, I guess six mana into this this bad boy. Then you you, you get to kill someone. I mean, How is this is this an infect this... deck? Infect. It plays like an infect deck. <laughs> is that infect? <laughs> Dude, just how funny would it be? Because it kind of does, right? Phil mentioned it. It plays like an infect deck. So. What if you just jam every toxic and infect creature in here as well? And you just, your focus is just to cheese so many people out of the game. Oh my god, that would be... Because pr- think about that. Think about the imagery that Frodo is completed. And Frodo is out there just doing infecty things. Dude, I'm sorry. If I got infected out by a Frodo deck, I, I'm taking my L and I'm laughing my way to the, the, the bank, I just guess. Like grafted exoskeleton on a Frodo Yeah. <laughs> just like, boom. You didn't expect that, did you? <laughs> yeah, that's that is also a win strong. more. I, I mean, love it. Frodo though, like, doesn't really care about pump spells, right? You don't really need to make it no. big. I actually think this no. isn't. I think this is like evasion. super. 
It's like super easy. Actually, I actually think Frodo's kind of boring. <laughs> Honestly, like like all you got to do is like get make it unblockable, right? And give it stick of boots on it, make it unblockable. The ring tempts you as it attacks. It's a one drop, so it's going to start happening fairly early. It's not that hard. You can level this up by turn 3. And then you just like hit people, hit people, throw in like the other decent ring temps you cards, and it seems okay, like okay. you you can't a really strong spend Voltron six commander. mana and hit people four times and then kill them. <laughs> you, you have to tempt four times first, right? You have to use the other temp cards. This well, is but just infect. Once it's hoops. leveled up, though, the ring tempts you if you haven't been tempted four times, right? That's the last line on it. So once yeah, you get it yeah. to the last level, every hit the ring is tempting you, and once you get to four, people start dying. Yeah, but once you've leveled it all the way up, no one's going to let you untap with this thing, right? <laughs> Even if you're, like, tempted zero times, like, nobody's going to let you sit there with this, right? Because they will if you have correct. You, you I mean, you, you got to cast four temp it. spells in the single turn and kill someone. Like, that's, like, yeah. super easy. So that, yeah, the temp spells aren't that bad. You don't have to do that much work. I'm just saying right now, what draws, what pulls heat away from Frodo? Nothing. Other other infect creatures. <laughs> okay. So Wait, well, you're an Orzhov though. But, All you have okay. are the black infects. You can't Skithrix? even play with you, you have toxic. And there's toxic. You have, you have, dude. Are you kidding me? All of the white. All the white cards from the recent Phyrexian sets that look like they're slices of red velvet cake have it toxic on them, which is infect. It oh, doesn't man. work with Frodo, though. It does with Frodo, though. Because the point is the play style of how you play Frodo is it kind of is just a, you can cheese But that's a bad out. thing. Frodo's more so like a the... Raska assassin token, right? Like you, you do like yeah. more like a master of cruelties, I guess. Like you, you hit them and they die, but yeah. it's kind of hard to hit them. So uh, the infect part is a problem. So it plays like infect because you're super scary and people can't help you kill people. So if you're the infect player and you want to kill people, only you can deal infect damage and only Frodo can do Frodo's ring tempted me or I'm crazy damage. That means that you throw two hurdles your way if you play infect as well because then your Frodo can't help your infect plan and your infect can't help your Frodo plan. Maybe that takes away a bit of the scariness it's, if you say oh i'm obviously not uh co- cohesive in this deck uh but no I but do the, feel it's like, perfect because then you can't you play around it? leeches <laughs> what, what if you play leeches you kill the player well. with leeches right with frodo and then you and then you infect everyone else out dude I, it works I am worried that it's actually, str- uh, unless somebody runs removal. If you play against uh, Richard and make it indestructible and dodge the farewell, if they don't play spot removal, Richard this doesn't. is not only super scary, but actually super strong. Because giving it in unblockable. It's protection. It's, it's only one mana. <laughs> it's called base of it. You like, can definitely get out of this. Uh, but you, you need oh, to. Oh, sure, yeah. I think That's you need to coffers. <laughs> so you need to cabal coffers so you can actually get enough mana and you. You cast this and equip and hit in the same turn, so no one sees it coming, right? Like, ideally, Krim rats the board, and then you play Coffers, and then Frodo comes down and, like, snipes Krim or something. Um, yeah. But that's only yeah. one person. How do you kill the whole table? Because now so, everyone sees you have this Frodo sitting there. So you Iker need to rats kill the whole <laughs> proliferate. table. I mean, <laughs> don't, you, don't you just, like, protect it? I don't think there's any extra combat effects... In Orzov, right? Not that I, not that I can think of. I guess 
so you just gotta you just gotta protect it like load it up with like boots and indestructible or something no, again no. have off the host there's <laughs> a, a horrible ugin's ugin's nexus like that uh, that one's pretty horrible but there are like some really bad ones gonti's ether hub gonti's ether hub so you could go that direction mm. so so you could kill krim and then teferi's protection yourself and then you'll guarantee to untap to do it again and then hope no one has interaction at this point that seems rough isn't that Voltron mm. in general, though? It is kind of Voltron in general, yeah. But you don't have to load your deck up with equipment, right? That's the no, beauty. No, but of with it. Ring Temps, you... Uh, yeah, the Ring Temps, you guards kind of replace with Voltron, that. like, you gain a lot of life or something. Like, you're kind of hard to kill after you have the Voltron creature. Whereas Frodo's at 2-3. You gain 2 life, I guess, because he has lifelink. Hmm. Yeah. Are there any other ring tempt you synergies? Because I assume like we're gonna load up on ring tempt you cards. Are there are there anything else that would be really good to take advantage of the ring I mean, mechanics? It, the, the ring Wait, makes so Frodo unblockable, kind of, right? So it makes it him, there's the mode that creatures Ish. powered it has like Skulk, I guess, creatures powered greater than him. Yeah, he's only yep. two power. I think it's the first chapter, right? So oh, I think yeah, boosting right. its power is actually a negative. You actually want to right. keep it as low as possible. So you don't really want to be putting swords on it <laughs> and some of that kind of stuff, because then it becomes more blockable, kind of oddly. Correct. Yeah. Skulk. It's oh, it's. I didn't even bother calling it that way. <laughs> it's really cute with the cipher mechanic. Remember, no one plays that mechanic. The one where you like cast a spell and then it imprints on a creature, oh. and when that creature gets to attack, there's like Undercities. Oh, what's the coolest Are there one? Under good ciphers in black and white. There's, the there's one that clones or something, right? Yeah, that's, that's a clone. That's a, blue. And, yeah, that's a black one the that was pretty cipher card good. That we care about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like again, what are the good ciphers in in Orzov, right? That's that's the problem. Uh, under Undercity Plague, I think, is a cool one. I gotta well, look it up. Six mana one that does. That is yeah, the that, expensive that, one. It's like a repeatable removal spell, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But how does Undercity <laughs> Undercity <laughs> Plague? Well, you're just attacking. Target player loses a life, discards a card, sacks a permanent. Mm, some sweet C value. <laughs> but no, if you want to ever cast Frodo. As a, like when you're not killing someone, because all that does is set him up to be wrathed, and then when you actually try to kill someone, he's like so oh, expensive. I would imagine I would be like loading it up with dark steel plates and like trying to like protect it that way. I would. Yeah, I'm less... well in 2023, Seth. The only way you can protect <laughs> it is with the phasing, the phasing yeah, equipment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to fairies pro. To <laughs> yeah, that's true. There is a new indestructible yeah, y'all are, equipment y'all are in the set. Dis- Disrespecting the, the the infect toxic idea, I'm, I'm gonna get you all with it. <laughs> That's just an infect deck, room. How do I? Yeah. How do I kill someone with the ring? I need the ring to kill someone. I'm telling I think you right now, Frodo killing, does that. Killing someone is easy. Killing the table, that's that's going to be the challenge. I think it's pretty easy to, like, play random ring Tempsu cards. As you said, like, play this, haste it up, hit one person in the in the mid-game. What you do from there, though, that's that's the problem I don't have an answer uh, is for. It, is it all about Teferi's protection? Is that the only way to do this? <laughs> you so there's one protection your way out of this until you get another turn? Clever concealment. Uh, but that doesn't protect your yeah, life. You can get some you flavor. Oh, yeah. No, no. Uh, so but, if but, you want to protect Frodo uh, and stay on flavor, play Mithril Code for three mana legendary equipment, flash indestructible. When it enters the battlefield, attach it to target legendary creature you control. So you can attach it on Frodo, just like in the movies. And then it has Indestructible. I know Farewell exists. It's a busted card. Well, sure. 
get Teferi's protection. Okay. Otherwise, if maybe I have three cast the host, a leveled up Frodo, do I get a leveled up Frodo? No, you get okay. a normal. So I need to helmet the host and then spend another five, so mana, five mana to level. Yeah, that's that's the best we got. And then it, it doesn't it's all even fixed by coffers. You just have a coffers and generate thirty mana, <laughs> and then you can helm of the host, make a second Frodo, power it up. Conveniently, you can power it up with all black mana. <laughs> that is kind of sweet. But you'd have two Frodos. Frodo doesn't care about being the ring bearer, right? It doesn't have to be a ring bearer to win the game. There's too many, too many. Frodos you just have to, to be tempted up. four times. Okay, so you could have multiples of them. So the. <laughs> We're back to the cloning our stuff with no blue mana. Yeah, good week for Helm of the Host on the podcast. We're all about turning yeah. our legends into more than one of our those legends. Yeah, there weren't enough Frodo's in the set, so we got to copy it. Sadly, uh, yeah, I think you got to pull a Richard. You just got to dirtle around, do nothing, let two players kill each other, and then, and then when it's one v one, you then Frodo. Over. <laughs> That's the most realistic option. Here, right? you're, you're able to kill one person and like one person only. That's that's all you got. But I mean, I mean maybe that's a kill win. Kill the scariest person. That seems like a good way you know, to get you there. Kill a, you're gonna kill a little hobbit, the little two three hobbit. No man, you're gonna go yeah. kill. <laughs> yeah. You kill that. You kill the kill the one person, and then trust that the ghost people will come and save the day out of nowhere. That's <laughs> a, the Lord of the Rings way. <laughs> that's that's rally the ancestors, Seth. We can put that in here if you want. <laughs> we okay. can put that in this deck. <laughs> it's it's perfectly possible. Uh Okay. Uh, Wait, last Frodo. Is... We don't have a good solution for Frodo. Our... Not, not to <laughs> kill solution is uh, cross your fingers and hope you don't tap again. So if you, if anyone in the audience knows a good solution to how to actually kill everyone at once, and don't say infect. <laughs> don't give me infect. Just play exsanguinate and screw Frodo. <laughs> you play uh... infect. Sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. This one. This one is a cool one. We we got Nazgul's. Okay, and people, all, all cards where you can have multiples of are always super expensive. Because people, people love those them. cards. So like yeah. Rat Colony, even Seven Dwarves is expensive. Uh, persistent Petitioners. So Nazgul is a three mana one two. It's only uncommon. It's a Wraith and a Knight. Uh, it's non-legendary. So Death Touch, when it ETBs, the ring tempts you. Whenever the ring tempts you, you put a plus one plus one counter on each wraith you control. A deck can have up to nine cards named Nazgul. How do we build so a how Nazgul do you, deck? How do you? That's that is the question. So there's a couple of Nazgul. Well, I don't know if they're Nazguls, but there's a couple of wraith legends that are flavorful. If you want to like try to stay on flavor, none of them are very good, which is kind of a bummer. They it seems like they made them pretty weak considering how powerful he seemed in the movie. So, I, what commander would you play if your if your goal was to win with Nazgul's and play all nine Nazgul's? Lord of the Nazgul, yeah. maybe that's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's got to be the easy pick, right? Lord of the Nazgul. Yeah, there's only so there's like two, nine. There's, there's actually three Nazgul in black. There's three legendary race, like Lord of Nazgul, which is Demir. Uh, what does that do? When you cast an instant or sorcery, you make race. Uh, yeah, there's not enough rates. So you bringer of ruin. It's a six mana five three flying. When it attacks, if any player sacrifices a creature with the least power, and then witch king of Angmar, five mana five three flying. When one or more co- creatures deal combat damage, each opponent sacrifices a creature that dealt combat damage to you that turn. Ring tempts you. Uh, so none of them really have any real well, synergies yes. here. Yeah. Lord of the Nazgul has more text. Yeah. 
And you get blue to copy your Nazgul's. I think it's Correct. pretty... It, there's only like nine rafts in black and blue. So you're going to play a lot of instant sorceries just to fill out your deck. And then you make a raves. And then if you control nine or more raves, the raves you control have base power 9-9 nine, nine until end of turn. It's got to be Lord of the Nazgul. And you can play so, that. So you play so that you get, and then you, you play the instant and sorcery speed uh, self-clones to clone your wraiths to get... You sure, have yes. a glass pool mimic as one of your MDFCs. And you have C double. Yeah, you can also use rights of replication. Like that literally is everything you could ask for. The blue is huge for a Nazgul deck. Yeah. Yeah, probably I'm is the best way. What about it, they are knights? What about like Sadar Jabari? Not very flavorful, but that's it. That's right a, colors. It's Esper. The is. Then it's you Esper. could then you could get Teferi's protection along with your clones, and then you get to get your Nazgul's back from the graveyard with Sadar Jabari's ability. That could work. That's not bad either. Circle they, circle of loyalty. Have, I mean, that was Sadar Jabari doing on Middle Earth. That's my question to you. Is he a ghost person? He's a he's a ghost person. Yes. Look, it's universes beyond, right? So you know, it works. It works. Okay, I have a question, Seth. You're you're you're, you you have a PhD in magic math, right? Can I throbbing stone? (laughs) Can I throbbing stone with nine Nazgul's in the deck? Is that is that gonna work? No, dude. probably Normally we, we pay like not. 30. Like, what's what's the normal number we say? Like 30, 35 or something? For you got a stone deck? See, I think you got to definitely get over 20. So with only uh, with only nine Nazgul's, you're only about 27% to hit one with your with so your actual activation. So there's that you could. What if I crack some more fetches beforehand? Yeah, if you can like deck thin a little bit, that that will help. But yeah, that's uh, I, I don't think Thrumming Stone is, is going to be that great in a Nazgul deck. You can still play it, but it's not going to do what it does with like 20 Relentless Rats or 30 Relentless Rats in your deck. Never tell Richard his odds. <laughs> <laughs> how do you right, how there. do you find the Nazgul's though? Because like for any of these cloning plans to work, we gotta we gotta find them and keep them on the battlefield. There's just like black tutors, just demonic tutor up the first one and start cloning <laughs> you know it. There like, are vampires it? Yeah. on Middle Earth sets. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask one of them for some help with your homework. <laughs> mm. It's one mana and it costs you two life. <laughs> yeah. Is there any cool tutor that gets like? Something with that abuses the fact that they all have the same name or something. Uh, there's there's this black there's card, some salvage or something. Yeah, secret secret salvage, secret salvage. I think it is. You have to exile one from the graveyard, I believe. Whoa, whoa, whoa! If you so whoa. secret salvage, five mana black card, exile target non land card from your graveyard. Search your library for any number of cards with the same name. Reveal it. Put them in your hand. So if you get one Nazgul in the graveyard, secret salvage can get you the other eight. But then you lose out on. But the then ninth you're down one, one. The ninth one is is going to be gone sweet, forever. Though. Pull from from mana. <laughs> but if you have clones, I guess you're never really worried, right? Because all you need is just like one. Yeah. Okay. I, I got the deck for you guys. So, you know, mm-hmm. like, there's, like, Goblin... Is it Goblin Ringleader? No, Matron. What's what's the one that, like, just gets, like, just random stuff out of your deck and you stack them on top? Oh. oh. Ring... Uh, no. Uh, it's, it's none of those. <laughs> no, I can picture it. Why can't I think of the name of it? <laughs> yeah. Goblin. There's a dwarf one, too. Dwarven... Yeah, yeah, there, there is. Oh. What is it called? Oh, yeah, God, the comments. you it's a Goblin. <laughs> Recruiter? Recruiter, I think. Oh, okay. Yes. Wait, wait. Wait, is it? Uh, is it? I think so. 
Yeah, okay, Goblin Recruiter. Okay, so Goblin Recruiter lets you just pull any number of goblins from your library, stack them on top. So we somehow change the rates into goblins, okay? Yeah, and then we stack all the rates on top of your library, and then you thumbing stone them. Yeah. Then you- and then you also get nine... When you do that, you also get nine ring Tempsey triggers, and surely something must happen when we do this, right? <laughs> I mean, you get tempted a bunch, and your Nazgul's will get huge, right? Because they get a counter whenever the ring tempts you? Yeah. So they would get really big. Like, that would actually... So that, that's my solution. The other way to make Dummingstone work is the Doomsday. You make a... Oh. You make a five-card Doomsday pile <laughs> of Nazgul's, and then you have one turn to kill everyone. <laughs> that could that could also work. Actually, no, that... I don't, I don't know if that would actually work, but you would find your Nazgul's. <laughs> okay, wait. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got it, I got it. Buried alive, living death. <laughs> okay, there like, we go. There like, we go. Like We're you, getting there. You, you just you stick them all in your graveyard again, and you reanimate them all again in the graveyard. Get them back. Give them haste. Yeah, that <laughs> that is either Helm of the Host or Living Death. That's <laughs> if there's one takeaway from this podcast, put those cards in your decks. <laughs> okay, how many ways can we clone a Nazgul? The, oh, there's so the many. There's infinite. There's so like many. It, there's Gari though. Or in, I the so I guess Demir, Demir, you can do anything you want, and then the yeah. other option, sorry, is Rakdos and Mono Black. Wait, what, so why wouldn't why wouldn't you just like? There's no other color then. Why wouldn't you just go Demir? I'm I'm obviously biased, but like, like the the yeah, you want a clone, right? Like you only have nine. Yeah. Why, so you have you all the blue clones. You have Helm of the Host. <laughs> there's... Does Demir Vault work? No, right? Hmm. It has to be an actual Nazgul, right? It has when to Nazgul enters a battlefield. Yeah, because the Nazguls are their race, right, or something. I yeah. don't think their creature type is Nazgul. Yeah, so it has to have the actual name. There's not many clones in straight up black. I guess you can like mimic that one that dies or some things like the that. Phyrexian but... one. The Phyrexian the activated sleeper, flash. but that yeah. has to be a creature that went to the graveyard as well. But I guess if if one of the Nazguls dies, that would work. You're so I think like bringing them back, but I mean you really want to be. That. You want to be blue, right? When it comes down yeah. to it, like the the clones blue offers makes it worth it. I think to to go into those colors. Yeah. And yeah. Then you can play Ristic Study. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you had a bunch of. Counters, you know you can drain mana Yo, hold on. So you're telling me blue black wraith tempo? Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I like it. Yeah, Krim, I think, I think with, that's... That's the best. I, I still like Smeagol. I still like Smeagol Nazgul's though. I think I was gonna the, say, would you would you play them in your Smeagol deck, Krim? Would you play the Nazgul's? No, no. <sighs> okay, <laughs> I would because I think any any deck that needs to be tempted, you put nine Nazgul's in, including like Frodo, uh, like all those decks. You just put the Nazgul's in. Why? I think it, you know, yeah. like they they're so bad in like for for like why. Are you I gonna mean, play five not... mana murder instead? Like you need to get to ring tempted yeah, though. Maybe. And they're not so like that bad, right? Wait, they, what they does have, the Nesco do? They exactly? have death touch. So it's a three mana <laughs> one two death touch. When it ETBs the ring tempts you, when the ring tempts you, you get a plus one plus one counter on each wraith. So it's a two. So it's essentially base, a two right? it's a three, three mana death two touch. three at base. And then every time yeah. you get tempted, it becomes a three. It's, it's like fine a if you can. So ring tempting you. Says that a creature gets legendary and then when it attacks you loot. 
and then the second time it can't be blocked. Oh man, I should know this, but the ability is just so. We should probably go through the ring once in this podcast so people. We talked about it a lot so far. And I'm not sure what it does. Yeah, it's pretty bad. The ring okay, bearer. here we go. First, first step is uh, your ring bearer. So you choose a ring bearer. Uh, it's legendary nice. and can't be blocked by creatures of greater power. Good for Frodo. Uh, the second one is whenever your ring bearer attacks, draw a card, then discard a card. Eh, it loots. Whenever your ring bearer becomes blocked by a creature, that creature's controller sacrifices at the end of combat. Again, not letting you block. And then whenever your ring bearer deals combat damage, each opponent loses three life. Ooh, wow, three three you only life. have one ring bearer though, right? So at most you just <laughs> yeah. drain the table for three. It's not like you can have ten ring bearers and like, nuke the table. So it's Man, kind of pretty mediocre. It's, it's very underwhelming. You need the payoffs on the card on the cards yeah. themselves, like Frodo. But if you um, if you stack all of these effects on top of the permanents and spells that you're playing, it's not bad, right? So like if Gollum, <laughs> right? Like like if, it's okay, right? Like it's not the worst. It's not the worst. Come on. Uh, so, so the looting gets Gollum has skulk loots and like shoots someone for three if you skunk. if you manage to <laughs> tempt yourself four times, right? Like, like do, doesn't yeah. the third level make it get blocked? Did I miss that? Does like, it? hold on, let me read it again. I feel like one of the. I feel like a third level. No, no, no. It's when, when no, it whenever blocked. the ring bearer becomes oh, okay. blocked by a creature, yes. that creature is no Frodo. The card Frodo oh, okay. has to be blocked. So it's more the, one more of the Frodos. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's like, like a bad equipment and ring or something, but it's yeah. The, the, the true like ring equipment. is the one ring. <laughs> this, that this that tem- is a real. This, one. this tempting <laughs> ring is not a really good ring. But to go back to the beginning, I would play the Nazgul's if I was, like, Smeagling. Like, if I'm playing a commander that really cares about being tempted repeatedly, I think that you're, they're good enough, right? No? So the, the, the put a count on every Wraith card is kind of whack if you only play the Nazgul. It's not like there's Why? many other good race, are there? But then you're gonna get like three mana, <laughs> no. like five sixes or something, right? Like it's not. They have death touch. Yeah. I think they're decent. Death touch helps. If it wasn't for death it, touch, it, they'd it, be I, trash. they are very good in the in the dedicated commander deck. If you if every instant and sorcery gives you a three three wraith with menace and they all get counters, then it's actually pretty sick. The ad seems great. I don't know if I would play all of them. I would feel like maybe I start with all of them and then I gradually cut more of them and at some point I think, well, it uh, doesn't we, really we make sense ring, if you don't play all of them. Ring tempts you tier list. <laughs> See where <laughs> yeah. Nazgul falls here. Because I, I feel the ring tempts you cards fall off pretty quickly. So Nazgul yeah. Wait, are there any of them that are above like a C? <laughs> like, are there actually good ring tempts you cards? In that's a generic the one that's ring that, good. The one ring rules them all. The one ring to rule the wall. Dude, how's That's that not even a ring there? tempts you card. It doesn't it tempt is. you. It does. Weirdly enough. No, no that's just a card. No, it doesn't I have the mechanic, right? It only right? Yeah. Wait, no. Am, am, I, am I reading the card? The ring tempts you, then each player oh, you mean mills the, card. No. The one ring to you rule mean the, the wall. Cards. The card. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I yeah. thought you were talking about the one ring. That this set no, is no, more dissimilar names. Yeah, because <laughs> the the one ring to rule them all. For those that don't know, it's a four mana saga. The ring tempts you, then each player mills cards equal to your ring bearer's power. Then second chapter, destroy all non legendary creatures. The third chapter, each opponent loses one life for each creature card in that player's graveyard. Card slaps, dude. 
<laughs> really? I mean, every creature is like. Why would you want to suspend so, one wrath that everyone can see? <laughs> didn't we? Yeah. Didn't didn't they already print this? Did, wasn't there Phyrexian scriptures, scriptures like in the first pass? And that card was like hyped, and then it sucked horribly because you don't want a wrath with suspend one, and no one played it. <laughs> no, well, I'm not doing it for the wrath. I'm doing it for the tempting, the mill. Oh, oh the, and, man, and, I forget. Crims. Every deck's a mill deck. Dude. I forgot. Yo, if you're exactly. milling, yes. If you're trying to mill, it's, then yes, that's pretty <laughs> pretty okay. Explain it to me in mill terms. That's, yeah. you gotta remember. That. You gotta talk to Krim and Mill. I mean, if you have a Yargle or whatever, the new Yargle, and that's your oh, ring bearer. That's some, yeah. that's some serious mill happening. And that's that, that's know... like two Sword of Body and Mind hits in one. Yo, <laughs> Busted. On. That, nothing is that good, right? Because it didn't leave a body. Okay, it left an 18-6 behind. But... Yeah. Alright, we'll, we'll see where Nazgul ends up. Uh, maybe we'll rank it. So, those are Lord of the Ring decks. Have we broke the format? What's the most legit deck here? What's the most exciting deck we've talked about today? Oh. Smeagol Mill! Which I could then say Smeagol Mill is pretty cool. Smeagol Mill is cool. I'm most hyped for, for Shelob Spiders still. That's that's a deck I'm tempted to try to build in I'm, paper. I'm so I think that deck's cool. I'm ordering my web in a can right now. Yeah, get it. <laughs> I can't Actually, wait Bilbo. shoot someone's deck. Bilbo sounds cool too. I think honestly, Bilbo sounds pretty legit. Actually, outside of the the Frodo Voltron deck, I would. These are all decks that I think I'd really have fun playing. And even Frodo Voltron's fine, but it's just not really my play style. But Frodo's the main character. We're all supposed to want to. Play I'm the I'm on the Shelob. I'm mean, rooting for him to get eaten by Shelob. I'm on the I'm on the Spider side <laughs> of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, <laughs> finish him. I'm, I'm excited to play a 300 card deck and just cut 100 cards off the top every time. <laughs> I, I think that's actually <laughs> a fire idea. Yeah, I, I, I would be so down for that. <laughs> All right. So those are our decks. Uh, we are going to construct deck lists, put them in the comments for you so you have something to look at. Next week, we're going to do the most ambitious thing you've ever seen. We're going to have director's cut of the podcast where we rank. Oh, God. All the legendaries <laughs> from Lord of the Rings <laughs> in a tier list. Uh, how are we going to do this? Maybe we'll just stick with the mythics and rares. Uh, but we're, we're, we're going to rank all your favorite characters in a tier list. And we'll see which are the best cards as uh, commanders. Oh, to see. okay, cool. As magic cards. Like, do I have to sit down and, and oh, God. rank these as <laughs> Oh, we can, we can have a flavor ranking, too. We can have a... No, no, we, no, we, no. We can no. have Ghost a, people, number one. Ghost <laughs> people. No, ghost people, one. <laughs> but we, we are going to rank all the legendaries to see if Gandalf really is modern playable. <laughs> No, is Gandalf a commander playable? We're going to find out next week. Uh, so tune in for that. Uh, also, it's our 100th episode. Uh, we, we can't celebrate because Bilbo's birthday bash took place. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to celebrate our 100th episode in two episodes. So after Lord of the Rings finishes, uh, we are going to do our 100th episode uh, with everyone. It'll be a five-person cast, unprecedented. Uh, so look forward to that. Ooh, truly and, a director's uh, cut. Yeah, director's cut. I mean, the, the next episode is going to be like six hours, so be fair. Uh, it's not going to be six hours. We're going to cut it down. <laughs> we're we're going to do some directorial cutting. It's going to be a, a nice, normal podcast. Uh, but yeah, so thanks, everyone. Uh, make sure you give us a like and subscribe, and we'll see you all here back next week. See ya.